0: Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast. Where we optimize your healing performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self with Junkie. On this edition of the All-Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be talking with Rowan Minion, the CEO and founder of Blonix. Rowan is not only a very interesting guy, but he has a lot of thought that he puts into the creation of his products at Blonix and He just has a really cool lifestyle. So in this podcast, we get into all of that stuff. And we actually had so much to talk about that we're going to do a follow-up podcast in a few weeks. So I recommend that you check this out, whether you've taken Blonix or not in the past, because it is just a fun, great podcast with Rowan Minion. This podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my online at-home daily workout program that is designed for people to get amazing results with only a couple dumbbells or no weights at all. If you're interested in a program like this, we would love to work with you, and you can get started today by going to thegetbetterproject.com slash getbetter. If you have any questions about that, let me know. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get into this podcast with Rowan Minion of Blonix. We'll see you on the flip side. Hey Rowan, how's it going today, man?
1: Very cool, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. You were one of my very first interviews way back when I started this podcast, like 200 and something episodes ago. So first Um, off, thank you so much for being, taking a chance with me back then.
1: uh, Of course, absolutely. And it's great to hear that you've come so far, 200 episodes. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, we're going to be like 200, and this will be like 241, I believe, something around there.
1: Fantastic.
0: A lot of them. A lot of stuff to say, but man, I, I would like to just jump right in because I'm sure that we're going to have a whole bunch to talk about today, and if you could start us off by briefly giving us your, your backstory and how that led you to you know, fitness and snowboarding and Blonics and... <laughs> I mean, you know, basically elaborate as much as you want to, because I think that you know we can go ahead and go over anything that we did or didn't last time, and it will be great content. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, as you're obviously traveling in a a van right now, and right now in one of my one of my uh, favorite places in Jackson Hole, there um, I I can focus on that because snowboarding has had a a really great, um, a great kind of meditative uh, um, place in my life throughout my, my studying, my career, um, and definitely as, a, as an entrepreneur as well. I think you need your downtime and it's, yes. it provides me with that. So um, my background, I'm an exercise physiologist by training and I studied that in Glasgow in Scotland. And as part of that, I was shipped off to um, uh, the US to go to Iowa State on a work placement. Um, and this is actually when I started snowboarding. So I, I did some research there um and i also got onto the snowboard team there and we did boardcross uh, snowboard racing and it was really my first venture into snowboarding as a skier up until that time um and started snowboarding and really kind of started to really have this athletic passion and um, because we were racing so we would do a lot of training for that then too and also, also i was a soccer player i played at iowa state university so i had a lot of it, of training i was actually um, the, the kind of one of the highlights of my athletic career uh, while I was there. And it was actually the foundation of my company, I now run Blonix, was being there. Um, so uh, part of the research I did there was to investigate um, uh, dietary supplements for strength and uh, muscle mass gains. And it's actually uh, the, the, we put together a, uh, a study and it's published in the Journal of Applied Physiology. And at the time, we surveyed all the research. And we found that only two uh, ingredients out there had enough research to actually show that they worked and were safe to take. And those two ingredients were HMB and uh, creatine monohydrate. And as you know, two, those are two ingredients that we sell. That's our primary product is the combination of the two. Um, and the first thing I did as an athlete and a snowboarder was actually to go straight down to the local GNC to uh, try and find these, these products. And I've done my research on them. And I walked in and I was faced with a wall of, of hundreds and hundreds of, product, of products, as you are in the GNCs, and this is me armed with all the knowledge that I just acquired from doing my research. And I looked around and started looking at the ingredients and said, I've never heard of these ingredients. And... I've done. I've surveyed the research. There can't be research on on these. So that was like the foundation of Blonix right there. Because I kind of came away scratching my head and saying, I can't believe that all of these companies are selling products that have no testing and nothing nothing backing backing them. Um, and uh, you know, I kind of came away thinking, well, I I have real athletic ambition. I'm a snowboarder racing. And I'm also, uh, you know, I'm also playing soccer at a good level. I'm just looking for products that will work. And and I really want to trust the brand. And kind of that day, Blonix didn't start until uh, what 2011. Uh, so a number of years later, it's probably like 10 years after that. Um, but that day is when I really felt like it's, you know, it's not right that all of these brands are selling products that don't don't have any research behind them. I wish there was a brand that did that, that only had products that had that research behind them. And that's exactly the concept of Blonix. That's why I started the company. It's kind of creating that brand that um, I wish existed and, and brought that through. So that's that's kind of jumping forward to, to Blonix. But in the, in the intermediate, uh, so I did that work at Iowa State, And then I went back to the UK and I I somehow shifted into sleep medicine. So I moved down to London and uh, got involved with a sleep lab down there, uh, being a physiologist, and we started to run studies. I started to run these sleep labs and we were running studies on people that had uh, different cases of sleep apnea. Um, But we also did work on, on normal humans and trying to understand sleep. Sleep is still something that we really don't understand and so i had a, a, a quite i had a couple of years down there doing that and i was actually pursuing a, a phd at the time uh, and this is where snowboarding comes back into my life again i got to the point where you know being very academic i kind of i had that commercial mind i always loved research and thinking about products and and how we could turn the research into something that um, helps people's lives so I then I got up one day um, it was after a full night of running sleep naps, and I just walked into my boss's office and I said I can't do this anymore I quit and I didn't know what I was going to do uh, and where I was going to go and what do you do in that scenario Joe you know you go I went straight off and I became a ski bum I lived in Breckridge Colorado for uh, <laughs> for, for, a, for a season have you have you been there have you passed through there
0: we haven't yet, because mostly because we have the Icon Pass and it's not on our pass, but right. we've been very close. We've been to like, you know, Copper and Eldora and all of those I-70 places, but we haven't been to Breck yet.
1: Hey, Copper is close enough. It's very similar. I love Copper. It's a, it's a fantastic mountain. Um, so that was the first time snowboarding there. And then I went after that, I kind of got into business and I started a marketing company um, and kind of got my taster of entrepreneurship. Um, but that was in Scotland. And again, we got hit pretty hard. The um, 2005 recession uh, hit us pretty hard and we lost a lot of our clients because uh, um, a lot of them went under or had to financial issues. And again, I did the same thing. That's actually how I live in, in Canada now. I, um, I, one day, me and my business partner were there and we just lost our biggest client. It was about 40% of our business. And, uh, he, you know, I turned to him and I said, you know, I think it's time I went snowboarding again. <laughs> so that, that was it. I got up and I moved to Whistler um, and spent the, it was the Olympic year in up in Whistler. And I, I spent the, the season up there and it was fantastic. And that's how I'm here today I, in Vancouver, BC. I, I gradually moved down from Whistler when I kind of went through my phase of snowboarding, got it out of my system and moved back down to Vancouver where I actually finally founded that company that I wished existed, that brand, uh, Blonix, which is what it is today.
0: Wow. <laughs> Quite the journey. I had no idea that there was this this snowboarding and like ski bum side of you. Holy Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I think, I mean, I kind of feel like it's in a lot of us, yep. you know, uh, that desire, like um, I look at what you're doing right now and it's a big fantasy of mine. It's like, that's that you've done exactly what I wish I, you know, I did. Now I've got the company and I've got those responsibilities, but uh, a big part of my spirit, I think lives with you right now, you know?
0: (laughs) Oh man. Well, I can only say that I'm so happy to hear that you've done that because I, I keep telling people that it is just like this amazing experience that you just, it's meditative. Like you said, when you're on the mountain, but then there's also something special about, being there for the whole winter and experiencing that it's different. And I, I'm still trying to figure out how to explain it in words, but it's, it's definitely magical.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I think there's becoming one with the ski kind of community. Mm. Definitely. There's a, there's a, um, like a twinkle in your eye or something like that, that, that when you're up in the mountains and you're there for a while. And I think the locals see it. Yeah. You know, you, you and I'm sure you experience this where you get to know a lot of people at the mountains. Um, you know, uh, just just by being they, they see you a lot more frequently. I yeah. think that, um, on the physiological side of it, this is the, the physiologist in me too. I found that every time I snowboard, it takes about two weeks of snowboarding regularly to start to really see improvements. Okay. After, I feel like the first couple of weeks, it's almost like you're. Um, it's like at the beginning of the season too but if you're doing it pretty much every day uh, after the two week period I think it's a combination of just adjusting to the altitude a little bit you don't mm-hmm. get the lactate um, build up that you can get from the low oxygen pressures um, mm-hmm. and then the the second one being just your you know, muscle uh, memory and uh, uh, you know, adaptation to it or I always found that two weeks into the season and that's after that is when I start to really you know, improve the quality of uh, my riding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I find that that's a really interesting part of doing something for like snowboarding for the whole season is that there are these days that are just uh, like perfect for lack of a better word. And then there's days that are just terrible, (laughs) you know, or it's like you figure you feel like you forgot how to do it. And it's like this—this this constant like learning and and your body figuring out how to adjust to different conditions and uh, whether you're riding different gear or not. And it's just, I love it. I love every part of it. Um, and what yeah. I wanted to ask you when you were riding. Because I, I have these, these times when I'm like, I'm in the zone, if you will, um, mm-hmm. or in flow state. And I, I get them when I'm snowboarding, I get them when I'm running long distances, and sometimes in a hard workout, but not so much. It's usually like this longer sustained snowboard runs or, or, or going on a, a long trail run. And my brain becomes clear and I get these ideas. Did anything like that happen to you? Throughout, you know, founding of Bolonics, or like, did you, have you had those experiences where you're in that zone or flow state, and you, you get these ideas?
1: So, I don't get them so much in flow state. Okay. Um, I not so much then. I find that in those in that flow state, the flow state comes to me. Um, I can almost. I can picture in my mind every single time it has, it hits. And interesting, I used to get them doing rails quite a bit when I would uh, ride rails. And I really, um, sometimes you would hit a rail and just everything would happen perfectly. Your balance would be perfect. You get over the rail, all this kind of stuff. And I, that was a really interesting one. And the other one is playing soccer as well. I find that there's sudden moments when my body goes on autopilot and I you know, hit this amazing pass or shot or something like that but th- what I did find with snowboarding a lot was this clarity that you get mm-hmm. which is more of a like um, general clarity and I got it a lot when I went um, like hiking if I would boot pack up a, a peak which I did mm-hmm. I did that in Colorado quite a bit and I now get that um, do it quite a bit more backcountry um, here in BC and it's it's up there when you're in that absolute stillness and quiet that you get when you're up in high in the mountains and on your own. Um, I remember there's one specific time. um, I kind of really wasn't sure what to do with my career. This is after my uh, quitting the sleep labs. Mm -hmm. And I hiked to the top of this uh, ridge, peak uh, peak six, um, which I I now think has got a lift up to it. Like This is in Breckenridge. And I hiked up there. It took a while and I had this, pristine powder run in front of me you know and I strapped on my board and I just sat there and I thought this is quite a lot of powder and I'm not too sure on the terrain here I'm just going to call a friend and let her know where I am um, just in case you know something happens to me and I called her and let her know um, and hung up the phone and then suddenly I'm like it's me now and I suddenly got into this whole what do I want to do with my life (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird it's like you're about to hit this super sick power run and uh my head went straight to what am i doing with my life I, i have no idea why um but in that moment i kind of i kind of got in tune with um the real things that that energize you and and um make you who you are kind of thing and the two things i came up with were that i love meeting new people and building new relationships f- frequently and on a regular basis. Right. Um, and the second one is I need to be doing different things all the time. Uh, I can't do the same thing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And that was actually the start of my kind of career in marketing uh, that I took on after that. Started at that point at the top of peak six in, uh, in Breckenridge there and through that clarity that I had. So, you know, in terms of this meditative uh, state that i think that brings snowball to me that was one of the pinnacles of that
0: very interesting so i've got to ask you because i'm i'm super similar in that sense of like needing to do different things and as an entrepreneur that can be kind of hard because sometimes you need to keep doing the same thing over and over again until you get a result how do you handle that with your company
1: a uh, great question i think uh being honest, I think uh, systemizing as much as you can. So, uh, if if you do start to see you need to do something again and again, it's the same thing. I think you you need to start looking at can I automate this? Mm-hmm. Can I automate this, or can I find someone else to do it? <laughs> it's a good one. Sure. That that second one is um is more I think as much my sanity uh, as much as it is keeping you know keeping you focused. If you are an entrepreneur, I think you need to keep focused on. on the future what's going to happen going forward what the numbers are understanding your business is a primary one um if you're too much in the doing sometimes you you don't have enough time to move to get your head up and look at those things and i feel like when you do that you've got to be honest with yourself you're shifting from being an entrepreneur to to you know being an employee kind of thing Mm -hmm. so that's my approach to it um yeah, every, I do different things every day now, and it's been, been like that pretty much all the way through. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm an, oper- I'm an operations person. I really love operations and figuring out um, prob- you know, problems of moving product here and there and pricing and that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of that you can automate, and it's almost like one of the problems that you have as an entrepreneur is how can I automate? a lot right. of this stuff and make it happen so I can focus on the building. Right.
0: So let me ask you, how do you plan a week for yourself? Uh,
1: good question. I, I, I do it with my team quite a bit. So we um, we follow the Gazelle method, it's called. And uh, it's I think a lot of people are familiar with EOS. It's uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. It's a way to structure and, and manage and run your business your business and it kind of brings everything together so you have your vision mission and what your overall what you want your company to achieve and you bring that all the way back down to you know your 10-year goal three year one year and then 90 days and then you break that down into what you're doing every week um you know and you kind of operationalize that so we have that in place we could we use a gazelle method it's called um uh, it's a it's a great kind of workflow workbook that you go through, and it kind of tells you all that stuff. And so we really kind of come back to that uh, on a regular basis. And and every Monday, I, I held up head up marketing still. So I'm the CEO of the company. I I also lead marketing, um, but. The heads of uh, operations, finance, and sales, and then me and marketing, we get together with our teams and we review what is it that's from our big big picture plan. You know, is now down to what we're doing over this quarter, and then we break that down into weeks and what is it we want to achieve every week. Now it doesn't always go to plan, obviously, and things come out of left field, but in general, that determines our week. So I start in mo- every Monday morning, we have department meetings. To check on all of that, and I kind of have my to-do list and uh, start to-do list from that, and then I meet with the senior team together, and we kind of report into each other, um, and then adjust things. And if we need help from each other, we kind of add that to our to-do list too. So we have quite the system around it, um, yeah. which which really uh, helps out a, a lot. Now it does; it's not perfect system. I think it's impossible to find that perfect system, but it's at least good ensures we're pushing towards that big goal that we have.
0: Sure, do you find that that gives your mind enough creative freedom to do these different things that you want, or does it still feel kind of confined for you
1: great question yeah that, I think that 's my biggest challenge is that because um, we are we are big in execution mode as a company now we have a an egg white protein isolate that uh, uh, you 've tried to um uh, that we're really tr- fighting to get traction in the market on. So we're big into execution now. And I find that sometimes we have these periods of execution where we don't have that breathing space. You know, it's, um, and especially for me, it's uh, I, I kind of go through it in my mind thinking in three weeks' time, four weeks' time, I will have that four or five days where I can get my head up. Yeah. and breathing space and kind of figure it all out and so there's a part of me that wants to think that way all the time and wants to you know really work focus on the business where it's going get that creative side but yeah. i find that as the company's got bigger i've needed to kind of compartmentalize that and go you know plan out a week where i'm going to do that and then it's adjust all the plans and everything and then move move again and kind of yeah. move on from there.
0: yeah, yeah. Cool, man. I, I love talking about this entrepreneurial stuff and the, the business building and all of it. So I'm incredibly fascinated by that. But let's step back real quick to Blonix and why you chose, you talked about the HMB plus creatine. I know that you also have the beta alanine, you have the egg white protein powder, which just so that I can, you know, everybody hears me talk about Blonix all the time. But Blonix is one of the few companies that I can, actually, I think it may be the only company that I've taken your product for so many years, and any time that I vary from it, I always come back to it because it simply just it works. It's they're high quality products, and I have no problem telling you know anybody that and promoting Blonix as much as possible. But I'd love to hear again from you the you know maybe even like the elevator pitch for Blonix, and then the product lineup, and then why you chose those particular products even if you want to elaborate more on the creatine and HMB uh, as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, firstly, thanks for being a, a regular customer of ours. You know, without, without you guys, it wouldn't be what it is today kind of thing. Um, it, as a company, it, and as I said before, that the company was really built around me, me and what I was looking for in a supplement brand. Mm-hmm. Being an athlete, as a, so- a soccer player, I, I had this athletic ambition. And I see it in so many people. It's, it was a real, uh, I spent so much time training, um, you know, to, to get my fitness to where it was to get my uh, skills and abilities to where they were. It, It was such an important part of my life. And it still is like, I still, I do a lot of mountain biking, snowboarding, um, and play soccer still, uh, although I'm continually injured and, and also and CrossFit as well. And these are, the four things in my life that are my uh, almost like my reason for living. I I love them. You know, my, I'm not happy unless I do I do that. My wife always tells me if I'm in a bad mood. She says, "Go and do the sport that you want to do right now." <laughs> That's how to get you out of that kind of thing. And I'm not the only person like this. And I think it's anybody from somebody who has a who, are, who is running a five k. Uh, you know, for the first time in their lives as someone who, who's doing their first uh, Ironman triathlon, having that athletic ambition is so important to people and personally important. Everyone's got their different journey. And us as a supplement brand and, or as a, a sports nutrition brand, we, we need to respect that and say we are actually really important to these people. And the, every time they invest in our products, they're, they're trusting us to help them and that's that's why I think it's really important and I think um, for me the ninety nine percent of the sports nutrition market out there is intent on making money, and they make money over um, before you know the caring about the customers they have so as a brand, our strap line is sports nutrition that puts you first you know with the first place, but also putting the the customer and these people with athletic ambition putting them at the heart of our organization because everything we do is about them. And that's, that's, that's the story of our brand. That's why, why we exist and, and do it. And it's why we only have four products. You, you read out the product line in, in one breath there, which is very unusual for a supplement, supplement brand. And, you know, we will only bring out products that have that scientific backing on it. The only, the only sidestep from that has been the protein. Um, And the protein is, I think protein in the diet is is very important, especially if you especially if you are uh, going at the end of a, a you know you're a, um, an ultra runner or a, an Ironman triathlon. You are going to have a hard time getting the calories in your system, and it's important that you get the right calories and the uh, right and not rely entirely on carbohydrates and things like that. So, I wanted to create a great way of getting a very high quality food protein as little processing as possible into your system uh, with a little inc- as few ingredients as possible. And also, it just tastes as good as it possibly can so that you will actually drink it on a regular basis. <laughs> yep. And that's it. And I, I looked for years for this, and I always thought that the protein market doesn't make sense to me. It's highly processed. Whey protein is very highly processed, which is why a lot of people have issues, stomach issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's allergens, it being a milk protein and then um, someone said to me the other day, they said um, about 30% of people have uh, an allergy to whey protein and about 100% of people don't like the taste of plant-based protein. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and that's the issue with the plant protein market. Uh, purifying proteins from plants is a very chemically intensive process and it tastes like crap as well. So uh, there's a lot of masking going on. I don't feel like that market has solved that issue. Just yet, you know, so there is, I think there is this room for a a very clean, simple, uh, unprocessed protein source that's real food and that's where egg whites come into it. So that product was, um, I'm really happy with it. I think it's fantastic. Um, It's not perfect. Uh, and the reason I wanted to bring it to market is to start getting feedback from people to say how could we make this perfect, sure. and I think a vanilla product will come and then an unflavored version will come as a as a result of that. And again, putting our customers first. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a filtering technology that we use to filter all the sulfur out of egg whites and that's pretty much it it's uh, you know i recommend you try it it's a uh, it's definitely a step it's a step up in the um, it's a big step up in egg proteins there's nothing like it on the market we're the only company with a an isolate on the market um using this technology but I think it's a it's a real option for people who don't like the way it, or can't eat, can't eat it, and then who don't like the taste of the uh, plant based there. So yeah, that's that's the egg protein. And our other products, as you as you know, um, you know, you can talk to them as well as as I can. Haven't used them for so long. Very much performance focused. Um, uh, they're all great products for di- slightly different reasons. Um, and the HMB creatine is the—it's about the experience. What do we want to give to people? We want to give them strength and power. That's ultimately what we want to do. There, it's a product that you take, and when you do take it, the thing you will experience, which is the ultimate goal, is an increase in that strength and power in your training. The beta-alanine, it, beta-alanine—it's much more the um, muscular endurance. So anything like a sprint, a sprint row, a sprint. Um, anything like that you're going to get you're not going to feel that lactic acid build up and you'll simply be able to get more out of your body by doing that Uh, i think it's great for team sports um anything like that crossfit it's absolutely fantastic where we're lactate from uh, lactic most of the time and then my personal favorite is just the hmb and the reason is is because i'm an older adult now uh, and and an older athlete um i am getting mid 40s now and um I, I'm injured a lot, which is the first thing. And I'm also sore a lot from my training and sore than I used to be. Um, I still train like I'm a, a 20 year old. I think that's my, that's my big problem. There. <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> we pay for it here and there. And, um, one the HMB for me is something I have with my toothbrush and I take it on a daily basis and it slows down my muscle, uh, muscle loss. So the natural muscle loss with aging, any inactivity. If I'm, um, if I am injured, it will prevent that muscle loss uh, from inactivity. So I return from injuries a lot quicker, and I'm less sore when I go back to training. I'm not as beat up, and I get more out of my training for that. And to me, that is the that is my, my product. It suits me. I'm an all round athlete, so I I want that that benefit sort of thing. And that's all we sell.
0: Interesting. So you got me, you got me very interested here. Do you take Additional HMB to the HMB plus creatine, or are you just taking the HMB without the creatine?
1: Great question. Uh, We have three grams of HMB in there um, for both products, and that the three grams a day is used in all the research studies. We stick with that. There are, you'll get other HMB products on the market that will underdose, so two grams a day please don't, don't go with those guys. They, they're just trying to make money stick with three grams a day or, or thereabouts, but you, that's on an average, uh, body size. So there are situations where you might want to take additional HMB. One is if you are, uh, you know, anything upwards of 190, 200 pounds in body weight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing and, and musculature as well. That would be muscle weight. Um, that's one reason and another reason is if your training volume is really high if you are on a a training cycle or a competition maybe where um, you know that you're gonna be you know put your body under a lot of potential muscle damage that's when you want to start increasing your the amount of hmb just to make sure that you've got it there in the system i would only do that intermittently you know if i if I know that I'm coming up towards a a competition or a a couple of uh, intense soccer training and match periods, I will start taking more.
0: Interesting. So do you, for how long do you take the extended doses? Do you know if if there's any research on that? I'm just curious because uh, I just started training for a a trail marathon, which is going to be in Leadville at 13,000 feet. So it's going to be pretty darn intense. And this sounds like something that I should be considering taking this extra HMB. So is there a period of time that you recommend going up to? Should it, you know, can I do it for my whole three to four month training cycle up to the event or would you recommend up and up and down?
1: Yeah, I would go up and down. I, I don't think you need to take it for that the whole training period. Okay. Um, I'm guessing you would taper going into it. Mm-hmm. right it's okay. so a tape before the event so if you're taping your training going towards it as you tapered i would start to increase my dose then okay so, so as you taper your training coming into it start taking those. so you just the your blood levels and your muscle levels of hmb start to come up okay. so they'll be high for when you're actually at the event and, and doing that but also any any times when your training is getting intense i would mm-hmm. just think is it gonna what's it gonna be like over this next few days i'm just gonna add an extra capsule or two of, of um, HMB around it um, and do it that way but definitely at the competition I would make sure I had enough in the, in my system then as well
0: okay cool stuff and do you have to take it proactively or could you take it retroactively when you're like where you're like man that training day was way harder than I expected would it still be helpful if I took it afterwards
1: I think so I'm not not quite as helpful um okay. you know as as like preempting and increasing your dosage before that i would say Um, but to to be honest the differences are going to be uh, uh, small and and difficult to notice one one thing i will say about general with our supplements as a bit of a disclaimer is um you know that you've got to see them sports nutrition is very much like other general nutrition, and it's a nutritional, supplements are a nutritional adjustment. So you've got to see them like that. It's, they're not like steroids where um, you could see huge, you know, pharmacologically uh, induced changes that happen very pretty quickly. Uh, with a nutritional adjustment to the diet, they do take time. Um, you know, so with, with taking HMB, um, you think it's going to make a, a, those small differences when you're taking it to improve your performance, um, reduce your soreness, um, you know, that kind of thing. It's just a a slight adjustment and improvement. You really benefit over that long time of taking these things consistently. And it's just like eating, you know, you don't just having one good clean meal doesn't change, change all that much. It's got to be something that's consistently done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I certainly hope that the people that are listening to the podcast here have their nutrition in check and are, keeping track of it and all that stuff. And, you know, they understand that we're talking about trying to get the most out of our bodies and, and doing all that we can. So Absolutely. that's, that's where I'm coming from. Definitely. I'd love to dig in a little bit more to the egg white protein powder and how you decided to d- decide to go with the egg whites. And was it similar to the same idea as with HMBA plus creatine, which had the most research or was it around something like amino acids structures or basically, I just want to hear more about this particular product I think
1: um, well firstly let me there's an interesting story how I discovered it because i I kind of stepped away from the protein market. I felt that it's very well serviced there's a lot of companies out there that have protein products and um, whey is a whey is a very high quality protein it has a, um, all the amino acids in there um, plant based I think is still trying to figure that out and blends etc but there's still it's still a very saturated market and so I avoided it and I avoided it because also because um I think there's a lot of companies making claims about protein that simply aren't true protein and I I will always say this is a, a macronutrient and so if you're getting it in your in your food in general you won't necessarily benefit from having a big dose of it in addition to that um, I think the only time it really comes in is if there's a potential for you to be to not be getting enough, and in those situations, I think pretty much any protein will actually do. To be honest, you know, if it comes from real food, a steak or, or plants that you're eating, it's quite difficult to be protein deficient. So I initially stayed away from it for that reason. I was down in the Vegas at a trade show and um, fantastic trade show. It was more to do with new technologies and new and new ingredients that were coming out. And there was over in the a back corner, um, there was this scientist hanging out these little cups and saying, Try my egg white protein. And I tried it and I said, This hasn't got any taste to it. There's no taste. And then he looked at me and said, Exactly. We've got a no taste protein powder, mm. powder that is literally just egg whites. If you heat it up, it will turn into scrambled egg like this. <laughs> and I left thinking, there's real potential for this. This is something I think that the whole market has an issue with taste. This is, th- these guys have not only solved that taste, but they've done it with something that is still a real food. It's not processed. Right. And that's where it started. And it was quite the journey to do it. It's, uh, it's not a cheap product by any stretch of the imagination. We're still figuring out how to bring the, pr- the, the price of the raw ingredient down. Uh, on it, you know so we can start to um, it, as an example the um, have um, organic free range eggs that we use right now we we can 't do that because it would simply cost five times as much to do it, but we 're working on getting it there, so we 've still got ways to go, um, but yeah that 's kind of where it came from. it came from from there um, just I a, a guess again another disclaimer quickly is that um, we will not say on our marketing that uh, that this egg protein will improve your performance at all. You know, it's just it's just an insurance. It's just ensuring that you have a good quality diet. And that's why we, we have it there. And we're quite open about that in our packaging.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And how did you decide on the chocolate milk flavor, which it does taste <laughs> like chocolate milk. So if anybody likes chocolate milk, like I do, texture and flavors just like it.
1: It's, it's crazy, isn't it? It's, uh, we, we often at tastings, we hand it out to people. Um, you've got to be careful because we, we sometimes tell them it's chocolate milk. And if they're allergic to eggs, that might be an issue. <laughs> so we, <laughs> yeah. we do have a, like a quick, but it is eggs, just to let you know. But People <laughs> are blown away by that, the fact that it's, it's just egg whites in this and it tastes just like chocolate milk. There's no milk, uh, no milk proteins in there, no, um, none of that stuff in there. So uh, people are really surprised by that. Um, the, we actually came to that conclusion. We, we did start doing some product development and we were trying to use as fewer ingredients as possible. And with this, we just added cocoa, a little bit of organic cane sugar. And that was actually pretty much it. That's all we added. We added a little bit of sea salt to it. Uh, we to just to fine tune the flavor and we were in the office and all trying it and we're like, this is like a really good Nesquiky type chocolate And then someone said this is chocolate milk this is like my favorite chocolate milk i have it's exactly the same as that and i think from a positioning point of view it sets it to be different to all of the other uh, chocolates that you get out there from whey protein and things like that you know we didn't want to just be a, a chocolate because then it makes the product normal and this is not a normal product Um, so that's why that's why we called it the chocolate milk we have a vanilla that we we're going to try and get it as close to vanilla bean as possible because that to me is saying it's a little bit different to the other products that are out there
0: yeah it's good it's good stuff guys so if you haven't tried it i highly recommend it actually since i live in a van like we talked about before i don't have a lot of space and i have one to two bags of that sitting in my van so if that tells you you know if I like it or not (laughs) when space is so limited you know I've got 10 t-shirts and two bags of Lonex egg white protein powder I have an image of it up on your dashboard (laughs) right now just just sitting up there (laughs) yep ready to go ready to go at all times Um, where do you see your company going and what are you excited about in that direction
1: great question I think we have some plans Um, so one of the things that we want to do uh, and this goes with our our real love for the, for athletic ambition and people, you know, that how important that is for people. We don't see ourselves as a a supplement brand. We are a sports nutrition brand. And so for us, we want to supply everything outside of three meals a day that you would have. And two products that we have, we've actually developed them. And it's just a case of, um, uh, raising money really because we need to put we need to do big production runs and put this stuff in the um in the warehouse which costs a lot and then there's the marketing cost on top of that to start getting traction so we once we have the egg white protein with real traction it's, it's getting there very quickly which is fantastic so it shouldn't be too long and we we're hoping on two products by the end of this year um the first one is a snack pack um and this is this is an idea i have an I I, I tend to eat a lot kind of snacks on the go kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always wished uh, there was an option of something that's like more real food as opposed to a bar. I get sick of bars and they all seem to be the same nowadays to me. So um, I wanted something that that was a bit different. And we've come up with this concept, which is a snack pack. It has uh, like a jerky in there um, and various kind of dried fruit and uh, nuts and things like beet chips and stuff like that. And they're packs where they're all divided, so it's like separate uh, compartments for each of the ingredients in there. But the primary thing is that we're creating two to three types, and they'll be focused on different athlete types. So one will be for power athletes, and it will have a um, higher protein content and a slightly higher fat content and a lower carb content. And then we have endurance types, which would be the other way. It will be more kind of fat and carb uh, focus like that. And they taste amazing. Uh, it's imagine uh, the best um, uh, what do you know, trail mix kind of uh, product that you've ever had with really high-quality meat and really high-quality dried fruit in there. It's a cut above, um, and we've met, we're just working on price point now, and we want it, we want it to be a premium, top-level product and speak to people who do have this athletic drive. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with it, yeah. So any investors or anyone who wants to help us bring this product out, um, listening to the the show, then definitely uh, get in touch with me. We're we're at that stage right now.
0: Yeah, and I could kind of like piggyback on that and say that is brilliant because as somebody that is snacking as well and trying to be, you know, depending on the season of power or an endurance athlete, I'm trying to look for snacks that are thinking about what my goals are. And not mm-hmm. many of them are, so you have to piece a lot of these things together on your own. Um, so, brilliant. I mean, I, I hope that this ends up showing up in in Whole Foods or wherever you envision it to show up, or you know, maybe it's just going to be online or whatnot. But because I live in a van, it's hard to get things shipped. I'm envisioning grabbing it at Whole Foods. So,
1: absolutely, and <laughs> I'm I would love to see it there very soon. I think that will be. Probably one of our first channels that we go down to get it out there. so it fits very well, doesn't it, to that market? so yeah it
0: yeah, it does, and it, it seems like why aren't people thinking about things in that in that sense? like what are this when you go and look at the bars or the snacks, why aren't they thinking about what I'm trying to accomplish or you're trying to accomplish? It's yeah. more like, hey, we made this thing that we think tastes good, but it's got all this process stuff in it to get to the point where we think it tastes good. Um, when yeah. someone like you or I are just looking for high quality foods that we can get into our body that support our goals quickly.
1: Well, I think that last sentence there is I, I'm going to coin that. That's exactly it. That's what you are looking for, Joe. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. And most of our customers that we talk to, that's what they're looking for. They're, they say, I just want a product that does everything for me. It's, it's, I want the taste to be there, obviously, but I don't want to sacrifice the, the like you said the processing and all the other stuff there um and the problem we have in sports nutrition now is that it's really easy to market and make the product look like it's for athletes yeah. uh, you know uh, a classic is um cliff bar i think it's cliff bars it's called a builder bar yeah. and there's a, a picture of a guy kind of doing a pull-up on it and you look at that and straight away you're like that's marketed towards the fit you know, the, the, the kind of bodybuilding or gym workout kind of individual. And you start reading the ingredient list on that and the, the breakdown, you're like, this is a candy bar. Yeah. This is a candy bar. And the same with uh, even Snickers and uh, Mars are doing it now with a 20% or 20 grams of protein in every snack and a low sugar version. And I just think it's the wrong way. It's not the way we, we should do it. They're, they're trying to convince this market that these are products that will help them. Whereas as soon as I look at the ingredient list or anyone who knows what they're looking for, look at the ingredient list is completely the opposite. So that's just doing that. Just uh, my, my kind of, we will have succeeded as a company when people start picking up our products and never have to look at the, and, and kind of sift through the ingredient list or the nutrition facts label at the back. They simply go, I know, that brand and I know that if they say that's for a power athlete it will have everything I need in there I don't need
0: to question it and it will actually do what it says wouldn't that be nice I can't wait (laughs) I cannot wait um well as we're we're coming to the end here I have a couple fun questions I want to ask you Mm -hmm. and I also would like to ask you um Maybe we can come back and do another podcast on the whole sleep topic because I think mm-hmm. that we could probably fill a whole episode on that. Uh, if you would be down to do that at some point, because I absolutely I think that I, I'm on the same page with you that how you know how important sleep is, and I would love to learn from you on that topic. So, selfishly, I would I 100% love to do it. Maybe we can do it, you know, in a, a few weeks. Absolutely, we'll talk
1: straight after, we'll figure it out.
0: Sounds good. Um, so, fun questions. Um, I feel like we've we've talked about snowboarding as being, you know, uh, one of your high list activities. But what is your favorite activity
1: right now? Um, it is it is mountain biking. Oh. So, mountain biking. I shifted over these last few years, and I snowboarding was my life. Snowboarding and soccer was my life for two. Mm-hmm. And over this last few years, I, I mean, I live in in Vancouver, BC, which is it's a it's a mountain biking mecca there is nowhere on the planet that is as good as this area that we're in and uh, within an hour of uh two hours of my house say i mean, we whistler bike park uh to squamish trails to um you know even in washington the trails there just across the border yeah. it's it's I and it's the fastest growing sport out there there are more trails all the time uh e-biking as much as a lot of people don't like it is coming into it, which is meaning it's accessed by more people. It's a really growing sport and the community is, is great around it. Um, so I'm totally in love with it right now. And um, this last couple of years, my biking has, has got a lot better. And, I, you know, it's like when you're, when you're my age and you start to find another a new skill that you're learning, you'll take it when you, you can get it. You know, it's, yeah. it's that, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I'm really, that's something I absolutely love right now.
0: Oh, that's super cool. Um, we actually bought mountain bikes a few months ago and I hadn't been riding for a long time. So I'm also right there with you where it's like you go out and ride for a few times. You're like, man, I'm getting better at this. And this is so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Super fun. Cool. What, what's your favorite healthy meal and what's your favorite not so healthy meal?
1: Ooh, great question. So in terms of healthy meal um it's actually it's like a shepherd's pie i think they actually Mm -hmm. called a cottage pie so it would be like a good lean um lean kind of hamburger meat like that tons of veggies and then sweet potato this is the key Mm. sweet potato carrot and potato normal potatoes on the top boil them mash them layer it on top um and grill grill the top of it so it's brown, and it's tons of veggies. you get a good balance of carbs and protein in there, all real food uh it's easy to make and make a ton of it, and it's great for a meal prep It's
0: fantastic sounds delicious so do you bake that then
1: yeah, so uh I make it kind of separately just um with the ground meat and the, the veggies just do all that in a pot okay. um you can add some i like to add um, worcester sauce to it um Ooh. and then yeah, and some and herbs and salt pepper that kind of thing and the, the veggies will add the kind of the taste to it um mm-hmm. so do that and then layer that in a in a um I guess like a baking dish kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, or deep deep dish um and then put the put all the potato on top of it and then uh, then kind of grill it you can just broil it after that grill it after that and it will okay. do the top or you can actually put it in the oven too. That's a, another way of doing it. It de- depends. Some people like it. I like it a bit more watery. So I do it with the grill, Yeah, but do it in the oven. If you want it, dry. Yeah.
0: delicious.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah my, I'm ready for lunch now.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how about your not so healthy favorite meal, oh,
1: man, I am. I'm just a pizza fan. Mm. Oh, I'm all in on pizza. I'm not very sweet. Uh, kind of sweet tooth like that Um, but but a good really good high quality pizza and I hate to say it but I'm in the pineapple camp so and a lot of people will frown on that I know uh, it kind of divides everybody I know (laughs) when I say that Um, uh, but I'm very much like I like a big veggie pizza with uh, pineapple on it and I will I will plow through any size you give me uh, like that to the point where I'm in a a bit of a, a, a kind of uh, an insulin coma over in the corner. <laughs> <into it.
0: laughs> oh man, yeah, we need to hang out sometimes. We have a lot of the very similar things that we like to do and eat. So absolutely, when are you um, coming
1: up here, Joe? Bring the van up. We'll go and yeah, hit some trails up here.
0: We actually are trying to figure out if we can or when we should do the uh, the Canada tour. So you'll um, love it. Doing I'll definitely time. keep you posted. You have to. You have to. Sh- Show me around the uh, top BC pizza places too. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: We'll do pizza and bikes. There you go. Too.
0: <laughs> oh man, I, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. We're going to do it for sure. Um, let's see. Here's a good one. If you were to give advice to your younger self, what would it be?
1: Um, oh, great question. Uh, I think advice to my younger self would be risk it earlier. Okay, because risk is something that if you want to if you want to go down the entrepreneurial path, risk is something you have to take and you have to learn. It's it's not just taking the risk that will get you there. It's about learning how you deal with risk and, you know, what is good risk and what isn't. And if you, if you get to the point where you're later in life and you have, um, you know, a family uh, to support and a lot more responsibilities and then suddenly you start to try and learn then what you're like with risk or how you handle it or what is good risk, you, you, you can end up – you don't have as much of a, um, you know, a safe environment to do that in. Sure. Uh, and I wish I'd done that earlier on in life, you know, just just thrown all my savings at something or, or just, you know, quit that job or whatever it was to – To do that and i think that's i would go back to myself and say don't stop doing this thing i know you're unhappy go and do this instead and also take that savings account and put it into that crazy idea you have you know it will probably fail but it doesn't matter the learning you have from that will take you further way further
0: yeah Yeah. i love it it's great great advice so in in wrapping up how can people find out more about Blonix and or you or anything else that you're doing and like to send people towards?
1: Absolutely. So for Blonix, uh, Blonix.com, B-L-O-N-Y-X.com. Uh, check out our website. There's a lot of stuff on there. It's not just uh, a store for our products. There's a lot of athlete education, really interesting articles on sleep, on um, improving your performance. We recently had an article on um, the coronavirus. Should you, should you avoid the gym? What you should be doing about that? So we, we put all this kind of stuff out there and it's up. We want to really educate the athletic community. It's part of what we do, we really believe in the athletic ambition side of things and we want to support and be, you know, create this community around us. So go to the website and check us out there. For me, um, if you look me up on on LinkedIn, I'll be the only person with my name on there, Rowan Minion, last name M-I-N-N-I-O-N, and you'll find me there.
0: Great. Well, I really enjoyed this, Rowan. And like I said, we'll talk in a few minutes about getting you back on real soon. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate it, Joe. Good to talk to you.
0: That was my podcast with Rowan Minion of Blonix. If you guys enjoyed that at all, we would love it if you would give us a review on iTunes by going to allaroundjoe.com slash iTunes. And like we said on the podcast, we're going to have Rowan back on in a few weeks to talk about sleep because he has been studying sleep for quite some time. And I believe that sleep is one of the major components that we are failing at as a population. So hopefully we'll have some tips and tricks for you and you can get get all of that information if you make sure and subscribe to the all around joe podcast so that we can get those podcasts to you as soon as they come out lastly if you haven't done so already check out the get better project our at home online workout program designed to get you great results based off of the workouts that we are doing in our home gym slash van here driving around the country trying to avoid the virus. So if you guys want to check that out, go to thegetbetterproject.com slash better, and we can get you started up today. And I didn't mention this, but it not only includes workouts, but we talk about your nutrition, and we do weekly check-ins to make sure that everything is moving in the right direction. It's like having a personalized coach for not only fitness, health, and wellness but also stress sleep all of that other fun stuff so get started at thegetbetterproject.com slash get better and we will see you on the next podcast the all-around joe podcast where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete coach and all-around self we'll see you on the next podcast